This episode of The Shakes is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code CATVELOCITY. Squarespace, everything you need to create an exceptional website. This episode is also sponsored by An Event Apart, the design conference for people who make websites. With upcoming events in Boston, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Austin, and San Francisco. An Event Apart brings together 12 leading minds in web design for two days of nonstop inspiration and enlightenment, plus an optional day-long workshop on multi-device web design. If you care about code as well as content, usability as well as design, An Event Apart is the conference you've been waiting for. Go to aneventapart.com slash theshakes to learn more. On the last episode of the shakes so if you guys are out there we would love to have some tweets about uh, michael douglas and his throat cancer you know if if you feel the need to talk about that like i do i mean i do i i feel a need to talk about a lot of things that uh I probably shouldn't say on this show, but I do because, you know, is anybody listening? I don't know. Do you With the, okay, did did you read? Did you get far enough in the book so you knew about the Red Wedding coming oh, into it? Yeah, dude, okay. I've finished all the books that are out. Okay, so yeah, I know I knew everything about the Red Wedding, and mm-hmm. so like you know, it's been super hard. I have like one friend at work that has read all the books too. So like every Monday morning we get together and we're like, dude, yeah, it's coming because yeah. we we were debating like. I knew that they were going to do the Red Wedding, but I'm telling you, book three, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, basically season three, sure, is so goddamn intense. Like, there is so much shit that happens, yeah. and, that, and there's still more that's right. going to happen, That and now there's one episode left, and we will figure out in this next episode whether I was right or wrong about what happens, but there is another huge... Thing. Well, didn't you say though that you thought that season three was going to be season three and four was going yeah. to be the book? Three? Well, well, I think see, yeah, I do because unless they pull some serious MacGyver shit mm-hmm. in this last episode, time compression. I mean, if it's not a two-hour episode, first of all, <laughs> I I don't know what. I mean, they won't do it because they're classy. Yeah, and it's unheard of, kind of, for HBO to do like a yeah two-hour season finale it's a which little... would suck because they should well i mean it sucks that they don't do that because no be i agree yeah. yeah but oh man <laughs> oh man yeah like, it was it was that was that was totally wow but like all all the people i know that have read the books we have this ongoing debate of like where they're going to cut it off and like if it doesn't happen then that means it's going to start with season four and, we're, and everybody's just going to be like oh like yeah just like right off the bat episode one type yeah yeah yeah. i started reading the books after because it's like this and i was like oh shit okay i have to read these books because i can't do this you have to thank god i'm I'm very proud of you thank you now we can be 
incredibly righteous together over it. It was really the thing that I liked about it for me personally the most was because, you know, I've been catching up and I caught up, caught up, caught up, caught up. And <laughs> like Saturday night, I watched like the, the final catch up episode. So this was the first episode that, that I've you been, watched. that I have watched with the rest of the world. <sighs> yeah. I mean, what a, what a, what a crazy episode to start that on. Well, okay. So when the, that happens in the mm-hmm. book, first of all, I was so nervous about how they were going to do it because I was really nervous that they were just going to show it from like, as I was watching Sunday night's episode, I was watching and I'm like, shit, they are going to just show this from Arya's point of view. And Uh it's just going to be like, there's a bunch of hubbub and and then they're dead, you know? And I was like, oh, it's going to, cause in the book it is graphic as fuck. Like you're like, and you're just like, what? No. (laughs) Ah, ah." Like sentence after sentence, you're just like, flipping out and i and as i was reading the book i remember like i was crying you know but yeah. like at this like hysterically crying but like you know letting the, my tears soak up in the page and like turning then my husband's just like you are nuts <laughs> and uh but and same thing happened when i watched the episode they did a really good job with it they mm-hmm. did such a good job when catlin screams because they finally kill rob and then yeah and she- then she like so begrudgingly slices the throat of that fray girl and she so well, I don't even know that I don't even feel like it was begrudging it was just kind of it, it yeah was, but it's like she just she didn't really want to you know well, like yeah, it was it was she had to at that point like she didn't have a choice she had to do it you know yeah. and in the book you, when you get to that point you're like you, you, you understand that yeah yeah yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for you to get through the books and then like we can totally hypothesize because it's going to be I I am actually terrified that George R R Martin is going to die before he yeah finishes mm-hmm. and then my life will just be so, like I'm going to have to go through the rest of my life in such an incomplete way. <laughs> like we'll we'll commit you. We'll come I mean, visit you it, on weekends. It will be horrible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, that dude doesn't look well. No, he, he's yeah. not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. But all I all I know is that is that uh, house phrase their uh, sigil should just be a bag of dicks. Yeah, they are such dicks. <laughs> but like when you're reading the books, you get so much more uh, backstory on like the kind of like dick that mm-hmm. that Walter Frey is, and like what a vengeful little petty. And he doesn't seem smart enough to do it. No, he's not. You know, but it's thing. all like the Catlin chapters mm-hmm. where she's like, uh, the phrase I've been dealing with them since I was a girl. They're all horrible. They're all like weirdly inbred and they're all ugly and they all, cause like the way they describe the twin tower or the, the twin twins. towers, the twins, which is weirdly cause it's, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, she she's just like it's all murky and gray and he just has all these ugly daughters and <laughs> all of his sons are dumber than rocks and yeah. like yeah mm. Mm. oh man all right well, i really I'll, i really hope you get through at oh, least I'll, book four by the time it's like by the time that the next season rolls around tomorrow I, 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 by tomorrow <laughs> okay i'll get right on that Uh, there are these stickers showing up around town. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so so if you're in Kansas City, apparently around the Crossroads Art District, there are these stickers showing up on traffic lights 
that have Peter Dinklage, actually a tall Peter Dinklage, who we've talked about on the show before. And it's it, because it's Peter Dinklage's head uh, photoshopped onto a, a taller man. <laughs> and uh, and they are stickers for The Shakes. And it says The Shakes Creative Podcast, a tall Peter Dinklage says, um, I listen for personal growth is one, <laughs> is which one is of brilliant. them, which is brilliant. brilliant. And then like the URL of the show. We have nothing to do with these stickers. But they are but they're literally awesome. the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yes. I mean, they're so awesome. And and I'm guessing that a tall Peter Dinklage made them, which is kind of an interesting piece to the puzzle, because now we at least know that a tall Peter Dinklage lives in Kansas City. Or at least it could be a tall Peter. I mean, you don't know. Yeah, we don't it's know. It's really, it's it's confusing, it's intriguing, and also incredibly exciting all at the same time. Because, yes. you know, no, I think it's uh, really exciting because, uh, yeah, I, I just, A, it's like all of my favorite things that all, all at once midgets, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. uh, us, us, <laughs> me, yes, me, pithy yeah. quotes, uh-huh. and the crossroads, yeah, all on street lamps, and yeah. rusty. And, and Rusty, who took the pictures of them, yeah. which makes me wonder. We're, we might be on to you, Rusty. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of in love with you already. I mean, yeah. you're... I mean, we love Joel Gerhold. Don't get me wrong. We right. love you, Joel. We love you so much. But uh, Rusty, yeah. you're some solid shit, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if maybe he's not... Uh, so, so Rusty, I guess what I'm saying is if you are a tall Peter Dinklage, it might just be time to just give it up. Or so. continue the farce. In yeah, the or, way. Or, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just just zag when we think you're going to zig. <laughs> oh, so, oh, 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 all right. Okay, sure. <laughs> zagging and the zigging. Zagging and, and the zigging. Hey, you know what else? What? Pat hasn't interrupted us. It's weird. I keep waiting. <laughs> It's weird because, okay, so right now we're sitting in our room that we always do this in, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy's mom's basement, mm-hmm. and Jeremy is sitting in Pat's, in Pat's chair, chair yep. which is really weird. Like, I keep looking over there, expecting to roll my eyes. I am in the Iron Throne. And, and, like, be really annoyed, and then I don't get interrupted or insulted. It's kind mm-hmm. of fun. Yeah, he's on he's on vacation. So it's just Quinn and I. This episode, Where is he? I, I, I don't know. I think this might be his, um, his yearly like Disney vacation. Oh, yeah, they do that every year for for like ever. Oh, I know. He, he's like he's like really into Disney stuff. Did you? Ah, uh, no. That makes me feel weird. Why? I know. Doesn't that make you feel a little strange? <laughs> it makes me feel super weird. Yeah, yeah. And like Pat's like is way like, into Disney. Shit. Is Pat like? I'm really into it because the packaging's great. <laughs> like it would no, that, that would be his defense, though. No. Is like, actually, no, no. I think I think this is one of those things. Like when he comes back, we can ask him about it, and I and I think that he will. He'll he'll fess up to it because it's like you know Disney thing is. Like is a this thing, like one thing. of those things that Pat Pat just goes all in on it and like mm-hmm. puts it on the table? It's like yeah. Yep. You know what? I fucking love Snow White. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. So he'll come in. We'll ask about it. He'll talk about it for forty minutes. And uh, yeah. So so I guess that he's he's out on that. So it's just the two of us. We're just sitting here um, drinking drinking some wine because uh, we had some clients in and they left a bottle of wine. So I stole. I'm, it. Well, I'm going to be honest. Like I love beer buddies. Yeah. I would not hate having wine buddies. Wine pal. 
Wine pal. <laughs> wine pals. You know, I got no problem with that. You know, like, it's kind of a whole new conversation when there's wine. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's like... Yes. I talk differently on yes, wine. Yes, you do. Yes, you I do, do already. You know, already. I, well, it's because I'm like, I'm sophisticated You now. feel, yes. You feel, yeah, you've got your shit together. My mouth mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. Be, getting more and more red. Yes. So, the words are... <laughs> Or redder, rounder. So, so if you are out there and in the mood to call and talk to Quinn and I, because we're so very lonely without Pat. No, we're pretty no, we're happy. Not. But it would be great if you could call because yeah. you won't be interrupted by Pat. Exactly. You could call four one five four eight four five eight three zero or send a tweet in with questions at the Shakes. The great we'll, thing is, we'll hit them, so. the great thing is too is that. Uh, Pat's not going to listen to this. No, he will have no idea. He <laughs> like will we could never say anything and, and he, yep. he won't, yep. he'll have no idea. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Which yeah, is great. It, it is great because he'll, he'll, he'll come in and he'll go, yeah, man, that was a great show guys. And then we can ask, we can ask one question, any question and he will not be able to answer it. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about? Oh man. I feel like, what, okay. Did you see fast and furious six? No, no. All right, so did did you see Fast? Well, and here we go. I mean, I, this is not something I'm proud of, but <laughs> you okay. know, of course, I saw the first Fast and the Furious when it came out. I have seen no you know. Fast and Furious, no Fast and Furious. Congratulations! Okay. Um, and I was sort of like, yeah, okay, whatever. This is horrible, and it's just one of those movies you watch because it's on TNT on Saturday, and you're stoned. Whatever. And then okay, so you didn't go see it in the theater. Then. No, no, no. Okay, well th- then, and then I can I can get behind that. And then I didn't see any of the other ones, but then I saw Fast and Furious Five. Mm-hmm. Fast Five. Fast Five was kind of dope. Okay, like, like it's just sort of like a bunch of these scenes that you're like, oh, damn, ah, <laughs> you know, like it's just like that, like a bunch yeah. of times. Uh huh. And like the whole storyline is shit, you know, all the di- dialogue is horrible. I mean, it's fucking Vin Diesel, you yeah. know, like you're like, eh. well, it's, it's cars and blowing shit up. I yeah. mean, that's what you're watching it for. Right. Right. But it's so well done that like I've watched it more than once. And like every time I watch it, I'm like, mm, it's pretty. It ages like a fine wine. It's pretty good. <laughs> ages like a Charles Shaw. Yes, it ages like the Charles Shaw that we're drinking. All right. So, uh, okay, so you saw Fast and Furious 6. No, I didn't. Oh, you didn't. But oh. I'm like really excited to. Well, and I, I want to go see it in the theater because Yeah. I just think it's going to be cool. I, I'm, I'm going and seeing a movie on Thursday night with a bunch of guys that I barely know. So I, that could be on the menu. I don't know. I think you should go. I think it's like one of those movies, like the way it was described to me by an incredible movie expert yeah. was uh, it's sort of like Rambo. Like, can Rambo defeat an entire army with a bow and arrow? Okay. You're just like, yes, of course uh-huh. he can. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like that. Can a car fly, you know, a mile <laughs> in the air and then Why explode? Not? And turn into a unicorn? Yep. Yes. Yes. Yes, it can. Absolutely. Okay. You know? <laughs> I can get behind that. I can get right? behind that. See, yeah. Rambo, that was, you, you had me at Rambo. Yeah. No, that's because when he that had me too, fun. you know? Yeah. And he was like, it, it, I think it's, 
the joy of it would probably be seeing it in a theater because I guess people the whole time when he was there were just like, oh, no, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, how I was when I watched five. Right. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, I think, I think, um, Mike Montero said that he was going to go watch Fast and Furious Six in IMAX. I'm going to I'm going to tweet him, and if he went and saw it, he needs to call in and tell us about what uh, it was like, yeah. especially in IMAX. That's kind of crazy. Well, because everybody so. listening right now is probably like, oh, Quinn has terrible taste. <laughs> I don't really want to talk about that. I was going to talk about the link that I put on Facebook a little bit, like a few hours ago, which was um, to this this woman who had gone on. Uh, fuck, I gotta like look it up. I'm gonna sound really ignorant if I talk about it. Uh, but it all had to do with how our language sort of influences behavior, which is an argument I, as a writer, completely stand behind. You know, if I don't stand behind that, then nothing I write ever matters, right? So right. I I do think that she has a great point. So this woman's name is uh, Lindy West. Okay. And she went on to FX's... Uh, totally biased and she was trying to explain with w bell kamau yes. yes wow all right yeah all right all right huh. Huh. wasn't expecting that <laughs> i literally that was the net what like i was reading that <laughs> okay okay um and she tried to explain rape culture in a few 15 second sound bites Mm-hmm. Uh, and so basically it turned into like this debate with this uh, sort of veteran of comedy, uh, Jim Norton. Yeah. And uh, he's kind of took the stance that comedy requires absolute freedom, which I, to an extent, definitely agree. You know, like as a comic, censoring yourself on certain topics closes a lot of doors, mm-hmm. right? And And sometimes the funniest things happen because they pop into your mind and they're so fucking inappropriate yeah, yeah. that it, it's funny right you know yeah it's not like the uncomfortable laughter it's like cathartic laughter because you can't help but laugh right because otherwise well, you just it's part of that but it's also puke. just like you know it's unexpected i've never had um any real appreciation for the kind of comics that get up there and talk about shit just for shock value, you know, like I've never really felt that like getting up on stage and, and using the N word a lot is yeah comedy, you right. know? Um, but his whole point was, you know, there are rape jokes and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Everybody hates rape. It's well known, and comics shouldn't feel silenced on the subject. And uh, his whole point was that language doesn't affect culture. So, how could rape jokes have an effect on actual rape? Rape is illegal. Everyone hates it. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. And her whole point was that that is the huge disconnect, right? Because she believes that you know when we speak about things and. Uh, 
the way we talk about it in media, it affects the way we think about it, right? Which I completely agree with. Yeah. And I think that if... I don't think that like comics that go up and tell rape jokes... A, I don't... I mean, it would have to be a really good rape joke. <laughs> I'm kidding. It wouldn't... It's that... No rape jokes are really okay, but when comics get up there and, and tell rape jokes, it starts to put it in our heads as something that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And it right. starts to change the way that we think about rape. That's what language does on mm-hmm. a whole. Right? Yeah. You know, if I get up and I start talking about cereal and how cereal is a terrorist... <laughs> yeah. And enough people start doing the same thing, you're going to start thinking, hey, maybe my lucky charms this is a fucking terrorist, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's the way shit happens, you know? Yeah. Like, we live in a world filled with idiots. That's yeah. why rape happens in mm-hmm. the first place, right. you know? Right. Basically, she experienced this tremendous backlash, and she has, she put this video up where she reads out loud the comments that she received back and they are horrendous like heartbreakingly horrible you know like what a fat cow like anybody would rape her oh shit i mean and that's the nicest and so it's a four minute video of her just reading these comments yeah and it's like this is horrifying you know it's Mm -hmm. horrifying that you know, in a world where everybody on Twitter thinks that they can be a comedian, everybody on Twitter wants to be a comedian, mm-hmm. that something like this can happen. And then those are the same people that then turn around and justify a rape joke by calling this woman out and saying, you know, like, you're too ugly to be raped. That is terrifying to me. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's like, beyond even justifying it. I mean, it's like it, demanding more. Almost. It really you know, is. It's like, we have to have our rape jokes. And it's, it's not like, America if we don't have our rape jokes. And, Quinn. That's, and that's the thing. It's just like you, you can't. You can't feed that culture. You know what I mean? And And that's what's right. happening in a world with. Twitter and a world with, you know, all these different platforms where you can get on, tell a joke, tell lots of jokes, become famous for it, you know, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of people on Twitter trying to do that, but doing it with, you know, horrible, oh, yeah. shocking yeah. stuff and getting followers for it. Mm-hmm. And rape is not something that as a culture we can afford to joke about. Like that we literally cannot afford to joke about it. Yeah. Well, you know, and the the thing that and and this is interesting because this this immediately brings to mind uh something that I that I was listening to this morning on the way into into work. I was listening to an episode of Roderick on the Line with Merlin Mann and John Roderick and they were talking about like the born this way culture. And uh, starting with um you know, homosexuality, things like that. But they they were saying it kind of spread out to that whole, well, where do you draw the line of what, what you justify? Not saying that they were saying, well, homosexuality is wrong, but like Jeffrey Dahmer said, you know, I was born this way. I always had this predilection, you know, and I had this desire and urges to kill, rape and eat my victims. So 
you know, is it, this, yeah. Where this, do you draw the line between right? Because anybody can claim that. Yeah. And, but I mean, but that's the thing. It's like I think this type of thing. You know, it's it's just it's just like anything else. When I always hear people go, you know, these the the days we're in now are just so much worse than you know than they were. Not these no, days. No, these days are no worse or better than they were in the nineties, eighties, seventies, sixties, whatever. Mm-mm. We just have the instruments for people to be able to vocalize whatever it is that that they're into. And so people who are, you know, there has, there has been an avid rape culture forever. And it's just, you know, now we're really starting to see the, the, the widespread, uh, you know, not obviously not mainstream, but I mean, almost encroaching on the mainstream though. You know, and it's yeah. I mean, it's it's um. So so I guess again, where do well, you, where do you draw today, that line? I mean, Twitter, Twitter was just blowing up today. I mean, so many comedians just getting behind Lindy West. You mm-hmm. know, saying absolutely, I am on your team. And then the ones that didn't, it's like, okay, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Uh, who you are. Yeah. See, see how your uh, see job. how your next uh, drop in goes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I unfortunately found out about this with an incredibly ill timed tweet about m- measuring my vagina. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, well, like, what was that tweet? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it was like something about how uh, you know if the saleswoman at Victoria's Secret whips out the measuring tape to measure my bra size. Mm-hmm. I tell her I'm shopping for underwear and ask her to measure my vagina. <laughs> because, but the whole joke is about the fact that like you cannot go into Victoria's Secret without being harassed by mm-hmm. these overeager saleswomen that all walk around with measuring tape yep. around their neck and they're like, right. let me measure you. Clearly you're picking up the wrong size. Yeah. Have you seen that episode of Oprah where she talks about how all your problems can be solved by a, a well-fitting bra? It's true though. And you're like, uh, what? Why? I don't want you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just I'd so rather, funny. I'd because, you didn't put that You know, there. like they don't measure you for underwear. Mm-mm. So no, no, they they it doesn't matter whether the butt floss fits or not fits. Yeah, I mean, and it's just like or maybe the, the cotton maybe, panel in the front is too high, too low. But maybe I want to know, like, what size vagina do you have to have in order to have the diamond encrusted thong mm-hmm. that says "Lover Forever" on it? I mean, I, you got to have a certain size vagina for that. I mean, you, you hold do. it right. It's well, like, I think I think it's yeah. It's both. It's both a certain size vagina. Nobody, and a nobody level talks of, about uh, it. Nobody you know, talks about it. It's like you got You got maybe gotta all have trimming of, just right. Maybe everybody, all the women in the world would their lives would change if they started measuring their vaginas for their underwear. That is true. That is true. Too bad Oprah doesn't have her show anymore to talk about that. I know. Well, I mean, she's got this whole network. She yeah. could do. She could do an entire series What's happening on with that. I don't know. No, I, I can't I, be going well. I have it blocked off of my Directv. Just <laughs> you because have it blocked. I, well, yeah, just because there's nothing on there that I'm even interested. Well, sometimes in. it's like a rerun of a pretty solid Lifetime movie. Well, yeah, I also have Lifetime <laughs> blocked. On there was Directv. a part of my life in college where it was just like. 
my TV would only play Lifetime. Lifetime movie, yeah. And yeah. I just would like get really stoned and watch one Lifetime movie after another. And I, I understand that. The other night I was I having a conversation that. with a friend and he was like, you know, what do you think if you had to say, what is your favorite Lifetime movie ever? Mm. And I was like, wow. Okay. This is pretty tough. Uh, I would have to say that whatever movie is on right now mm-hmm. on Lifetime, that's my favorite Lifetime movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because it's, yeah. you can't have favorites. It's, it's all the same horrible crap over and over again. Oh, I remember what I wanted to talk about. Did you watch Behind the Candle, Abra? I haven't yet. Let me ask you a question before we get into that. Was Mother May Asleep with Danger a Lifetime movie? <laughs> she just jumped on her <laughs> Let's talk about something that um, that pays our bills. Uh, so Squarespace. Squarespace. Okay, yeah, we're going ha- <laughs> to have to do this as a duet today. Uh, That's weird. And, and, and I am going to have all the videos. I say this every time. I'm going to have all the videos done by the end of this week because I have a call with them. And so I can't have a phone call with them and not have them done. But anyways, they are constantly updating their platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful designs to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust. We, we know that. And, uh, of course, you can really create your own space online. They take care of all the hosting, SEO, and they make sure that your site automatically looks great on any device. And uh, we've talked many times about the fantastic uh, support. They do not have a robot that comes out and holds your hand, but they do have a support team that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They apparently just do not come and make house calls to Pat Piper's chagrin. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like they could just change their tagline to yeah. like, if you're a dummy like Pat Piper, you can still have a great site. Yeah, you can still. <laughs> like, <laughs> you'll still well, be see, okay. I, you didn't get to have the emails that I got. Oh, it's just like, I can't imagine. I, 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 I don't, I'm not understanding Square Space. One sentence caveman, like, yeah. What is this thing that makes noise when I push it? Squarespace <laughs> is not that intuitive. I'm like, okay, what are you doing that is wrong then? Yes, yeah. yes. Guys, Pat, Pat needs help. You know. Well, you know, yeah, Pat's a, he never got into technology. No, well, he didn't need to. It's to- <laughs> Everybody needs to. Okay, sure. Anyways, Squarespace, the site that has robots that hold your hand, starts at just $8 a month, (laughs) and it includes a domain name if you sign up for a year. And as we said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free, which means no credit card required. A lot of websites, like if you try it for free, they're going to ask for a credit card. They're going to ask for a credit card anyway, not Squarespace. And if you purchase, make sure to get 10% off and support the show by using the offer code CATVELOCITY. Because cat velocity. Yeah. That's an, you know, that's another thing. Pat would hate that. He would hate that so yeah. much. So Squarespace is everything you need to create an exceptional website. Thank you to Squarespace for supporting the Shakes and Love Mule Radio Love you so much. Syndicate. Love you so much, Squarespace. Okay, let's try it. Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh, good. You did the riff. Good job. Good job. Yay. I was really afraid that we were going to have to do it again, and I'd nope. have to be like, where's your falsetto riff? Nope, 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 <laughs> uh, nope. 
I didn't go all Mariah Carey on it, but you know. But you know, I mean, it was a modest riff, which yeah. like on American Idol, they would be like, "Great job." Yep. Glad, glad you didn't take it too far. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't take it from the ceiling down to the basement. You know. I do know this. Um, Montero, he he tweeted back to me, and uh, he unfortunately is in a client meeting right now, so he can't he can't call in and talk about Fast and Furious Six, mm. but. What what is poopy pants unfairness time? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't um, understand. I guess that maybe when this was happening, I must have had an unfair day. <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. Well, so, you you vamp again. I'm gonna go get the piece of paper because it's back on my desk, and I will read because you wrote a lot of stuff. I did. There yeah. was more besides There's, poopy oh, pants yeah. okay, unfairness okay. time. Okay. Yeah, okay. All vamp right. Again. So, I. Th- I mean, I don't want to explain what poopy pants unfairness time is while Jeremy's gone because I feel like uh, I'm going to have to just do that again. I'd hate for you guys to have to hear it all over again. So I'm just going to go back to what I was talking about, which was probably like, you know, sexual direct messages on Twitter. Do you guys get those? I do. It's kind of hilarious, you know, when people tweet at you and they're like, we love you hey, will you talk about our brand? And I'm like, please, stop propositioning me for sex. I wish that actually happened in real life. Jeremy's back, so I have to stop telling lies. And now, (laughs) a dramatic reading of Quinn's Drunken Notes. Oh, great. (laughs) Next episode, Poopy Pants Unfairness Times. (laughs) <laughs> Let's vent and complain about all the unfairness that's part of advertising and a bigger part of being paid to be a creative. <laughs> wow, that was so specific. Be crybabies <laughs> to kill crybabies. What does that what mean? What the fuck does that what mean? What does that mean? I don't know, but it's You have brilliant. two stars next to it. That's... Be crybabies to kill crybabies. It feels important. <laughs> it does. Well, you put stars against it, so well, it has it, to be pretty important. They, okay, Jeremy, I didn't just put stars. <laughs> stars and circles around the stars. <laughs> yeah, which means... Circle stars. Sheriff badges. <laughs> that's, that's incredibly important <laughs> shit. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so, I'm pretty sure that what that means is like, we're all fucking crybabies. Like, if you're a creative... And you get paid to be creative. You're a goddamn crybaby. Even the toughest, the thickest skinned, the biggest, I don't give a shit cowboy you know and creative. They are fucking crybabies to somebody. Yeah. Yes, they are. That is true. Right? Yep. And it's because complaining about it, talking about it, venting about it is part of what makes it. Right? For me, it's like, if I can talk about everything that I'm pissed about, if I can talk to somebody about everything that I hate about a project, yeah, it gets it out of my head, it clears the space, and then I do it. Then you can move on. Then I can move on and I can do the work. Okay. You're not always... But it doesn't always happen that you're in uh that kind of like environment or that kind of situation where complaining about it or you know being a giant crybaby dirty bottom is going to be <laughs> like okay <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be okay 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I yes, no, I I do, I do. Well, and that's that's the one thing that that people don't realize about this show. I mean, you know, the, the you guys get to hear us for an hour. Yeah, hour but you guys don't hear all of the crybaby. Yeah, but you don't you don't hear yeah, you after. don't hear what happens like the the half hour before the microphones go on or like yeah. the half hour after the microphones go off. Right. It's totally and it's and it's and it's all of us, you know, it, it's like we take turns almost. It's like somebody has a thing at some point. Yep. That and and it's all part of that. And yeah, I I mean it really is. It's that's that is definitely just part and parcel of of being in what? this industry. And so you I guess you 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 have to find the sounding boards. That you got to find can, the right sounding board, but it's also like You got to find the people you trust. To be those sounding boards. You know, like everything you ever heard about psychology and, you know, life in general, you know, talk about it, feel it, do it, whatever, like fuck Mm -hmm. all that. You got to repress that shit. You have to internalize it until you are in a moment where you're in a safe space and then you can pour it out. And even then chances are much higher that you are not in an actual safe space and it will come back to kill you. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's happened to me multiple times. You know, like I tend to overshare Mm -hmm. and then assume that I have forged a bond with someone, Mm -hmm. some other fellow creative, higher, lower, generally uh, higher. But you're being crybaby dirty bottom to Lord Baelish. Right. And And Littlefinger is out there just fucking my life over yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like that that has happened to me more than one time in my career mm-hmm. and part of it is just like you got to know who to trust but you got to be stone-faced Susie all the time stone until you're in the Susie. safe safe space that's you know? right that's right. I've just given you so many titles for this I episode. Know. <laughs> I know. I don't know how you're going to keep track I, I, of all I, of them. I, I can't because I already had one in my <laughs> head and now you've come up with like three more that I'm like, ooh, those are better. When Pat's away, the cool people play. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first idea. That I'm just going to uh, throw it okay, out there. Okay, just there it is. That's um, another one. But no, I mean, I think the thing is, is that we, you know, when when you are paid to be creative, no matter what, even if you don't work in advertising, part of what you're being paid for, paid to do is is to overcome certain obstacles that your client has, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But in order to be creative and overcome those obstacles, you kind of have to overcome your own set of obstacles about how, you know, the client is a probably a dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the people you're working with, idiots. Uh, you know, oh, he, he, I mean, p- pick pick something. You know, like it's just like I, very rarely do I get handed a project that I don't have anything to complain about. On, yeah, you yeah. know, and and it's taken me longer than it should have. You know, to realize like, whoa, gotta gotta wait to air that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. out because I know I need to air it right. Yeah. But you got to have that one person that you go to that one person or maybe you got maybe you're lucky enough to have more than one person that you can. I can't go home to my husband and be like, yeah, so bitch wrote a brief and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because he's going to be like, what? Yeah. 
what I, what, he, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about right <laughs> and then that'll only make me more mad right then yes. that just gives me another yeah. thing that i have to vent about so you have to minimize the shit you have to vent about you have to find your confidant and then you have to encourage and facilitate their complaining and dirty bottom times oh yeah absolutely but okay so but in order to avoid the little finger syndrome right do you find that safe haven i i feel like you've you've got to find that outside of where you are you know you find somebody else who who is is like you is in the same situation may not be in the same industry but you know at least has the same mindset so on and so forth but does not work where you work. And by all means, that's probably the best advice. But, um, you work with what you got. Yeah. You work with what you got. I mean, it's sometimes I'm like, man, do I have friends outside of work? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. I do know. I have friends inside of work? I don't know. I don't, I don't know this either. <laughs> I, know. I really don't know. Are you my friend? Check yes or no. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like yeah. I have that problem too. I have no idea. It's because in advertising, you work so closely with people and you get so weirdly professionally intimate, mm-hmm. you know, that it's hard to draw the line and be like, okay, so you're not cool with me talking about how I mm. just had diarrhea. Right. Noted. You probably need to know that because if I have to leave the meeting really fast, <laughs> you, know, you like, at least will know. Just want you to know that like I have diarrhea a lot yeah. and uh, can you cover for me? You know, like, <laughs> but to me, like my person... I, I, I did that in a staff me. meeting. I, I said, you know, when, when I get when I get really stressed out, I get nervous bowels. Told the whole agency that. <laughs> Didn't go over well. Oh. Anyway, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. See, not yeah. everybody's accepting of that. No. I mean, my Twitter, it's in my Twitter bio. Well, I, I, I told them, I said, now you know why I'm in the bathroom all the time. My Twitter bio says, probably having diarrhea right now. Mm-hmm. Always true. Stress-based. It, you know. Stress-based. Poor diet. Food-based. You know, yeah. You know. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. I know. I know. Anytime I exercise, really, it's like. <laughs> oh yeah, well, it's always working out of poop. If you do like treadmill or yeah, whatever, but you're, I mean, you're just like sometimes it out. I'm just like, all right, if I'm going to exercise, then like I can't go anywhere for an hour. <laughs> it's like, yeah, one more thing. A yep. fucking life is just a bunch of obstacles. All right. It is, anyway. but you know, like I, the person that I did find is a very, very good friend that I've worked at, worked with at multiple agencies, been to, but. You know, he's been a very good friend for a long time. I know who it is. And I won't say we've always been able to be each other's confidants. Mm-hmm. And it's been a really valuable thing to me because when something I think is unfair, crazy, or, mm-hmm. you know, and really it's the things that I think are unfair. The second that I smell unfairness, mm-hmm. I start to freak out and like, overreact and yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. and then i have to like be like okay quinn Mm -hmm. take a step back and then like i have to talk it out and then it's like i can go back to the situation and be like no it's cool i'll just prove you wrong it's cool you know like you know like then you make the rob low face because um, yeah emotions in advertising when you when you work in a place that is full of other creatives it's almost like the more you show of yourself the more at risk you are but Mm -hmm. then at the same time 
the less you show of yourself and the more closed off you are, the more you're missing out on big opportunities. And I'm constantly teetering on this line of like too much, too little, right? Because for me, it's either like, woo, totally out there. This is who I am. Love it, hate it, Mm -hmm. whatever. Or it's like, don't fucking talk to me. My headphones are on. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Like it's and, and I'm you can be too, the same person at both times or at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, but it's two extremes. Like I, I have no. I'm not a big middle ground person. I'm never like the like. No, I'm here for you. I'm yeah. available. Yeah. No, you I know? no, I know. I I do the same thing, and I know I know that it's unnerving to people because I've had many jobs in which to you know, take a sampling of all the people that come up to me at my desk or whatever to realize, oh, wow, this is something that people don't know how to deal with. But there are, there are moments and, and sometimes it's a mood. A lot of times it just happens to be task-based. If it's like it's a certain type of thing that I'm working on, I do not welcome your <laughs> your uh your your presence at all Mm-mm. you know and even if you have like the best news in the world or have like the coolest thing to share with me that i potentially should be really excited about if i'm in that mode fuck it, it i know you know it's you, you and just it's not that i'm to trying go, to wow be i thought you would have been more excited about this and it's not that i'm i don't want you to come up to me and tell me whatever it is that you have to tell me but like i really don't need your judgment or like you know behind my back talking about like what a bitch i am because mm-hmm. like when you came up i totally tried to ignore you by having my headphones on sorry account person yeah. you're great I'm so excited to hear about the latest development on this account when I'm like in the middle of jamming so hard, I'm like blowing my own mind, you know, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. come on. I mean, there's that, but I think the unfairness thing is also like, you know, <clears throat> in advertising, you're you're surrounded by so much unfucking fairness, and that is the only way to put it. There's so many things that happen and as a young creative, I remember so many things that seem random. Seem, at least at, at face value, random. it all just seems it seems no, no. like a weird. But as a yeah. young creative, it feels personal. You know, like yes. as a young creative, yes. you're like, okay, well, clearly this is because everybody hates me. Clearly, this is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I I definitely had a big fat dose of that unfairness, where you know, really, it was just somebody being kind of a dick, being. A bad creative, yeah. really, and yeah. and taking credit for my work. Oh God! And you know that is a whole nother show. Well, and, and that it, we can do. And you know what? It's not even that. It's like if you're going to do it, go full on, man. Mm-hmm. Like you, if you're going to do it, fucking sit there and tell them that you did everything and I picked my butt the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Don't just you know. I'm a big weir. You know, like I, I, I use we, even when whoever it was that I was working with didn't do much. It, mm-hmm. It's we, it was our idea. It was, but you know, I am too. I I'm am too. big on that. Yeah, me too. And some people are not. And there yeah. are times where you will find that out the hardest way possible. Mm-hmm. And it will take every fiber of your being to bite your tongue and not say hey take the high road be the bigger person and there are so many creatives out there that would 
cut me off right here and say, no, you always march right in and you take credit for the work that you did. It's not that easy though, because at the end of the day, you step back and when you have enough clarity and, and you're not filled with fucking rage, <laughs> yeah, which is what you will be filled with at yeah. the moment, it's like, this is advertising. This is not life. It's, it's or is a, it brain surgery it's, or it's a print know. ad for mm-hmm. ice cream. It's, it's a TV spot for tents, you know, like it's whatever it is. It, it doesn't matter. Yep. In the end, it doesn't matter because should you win an award, it's going to be your creative director's name on it. Yes, that is also true. So Yeah. So whatever. All my Addies, none of my Addies have my name on them. Yeah. I have so, one. I have one that has my name on them. I, yeah. Well, I have one too. And then things changed. But, you know. Yeah. I no. mean, it's super hard to do. I, you have, and it's just something that I only, it, I didn't, I can't say that I recently learned it because I always knew it. I just was like so stubborn about accepting it. I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it hasn't been until like the past year that I've been like, all right, just swallow your words and take a deep breath and go vent. Yeah. And then get over it. Yeah. And you got to move on fast. Like that's the biggest thing is like, there are so many things that you can get butt hurt about in one day, you know? And Mm -hmm. those were the things that it wasn't until I decided like, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care that I just kept getting more projects. The second I decided, fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't care. I will move straight on mm-hmm. that. I more projects started rolling in. And it was the more that I dwelled on it and the more that I was like, but this isn't fair. This isn't the right. This is not the way <laughs> things should go. That's when it was like, okay, well now I'm stuck on in this hell mm-hmm. where things are so unfair. You are the one keeping yourself in that hell. Yes. Self-sabotage is... You and I have talked about oh, this God. a lot. Yeah, no, I'm an expert. Well, you know, and I mean, in that in, in that whole email that we talked about a couple episodes ago between you and I and the, and the, the article and all that stuff. It's like, <laughs> and, and the stuff about yeah, the thing. Yeah, and the stuff and about the, the thing. Words. And I figured you were all... <laughs> you know mad at me and all that stuff i mean you know the it's it's okay i mean guys here's here's the weird thing it's like so so the two of us were sitting in this room and it's like i'm looking at a mirror of myself and but it's like a funhouse mirror so that the boobs <laughs> that i already have are just larger and um you know it is because because quinn and she is and that is the reason why i chose to have quinn on this show is because she she truly is me at at her age and you know and well and and just transcendentally me in female form but the biggest self-sabotage is a huge part of that but it's also because both you and i are not one thing right you were far more clever with the way you approached it and by you know sort of defining i mean i always have looked at you as like this sort of like 
you have paved the way for a bunch of fucking generalists out there. You I, know, like, well, yeah, but I mean, but that's the thing. It's like you know, people and like you right there, you have that perception. You're like, oh, you know, Jeremy's got his shit together. He has done like this, this, this. You have no idea what an incredible hot mess I am. No, like, on the inside, I totally because do. Of, you know, because well, well now, you do now, but, but I you mean, didn't no, a but year it, ago. It was all, you know, like to me, it's like. When I found out about Jeremy and I found out about Barkley, like I was so excited because I know obviously like my strongest suit is I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that is who I am. It's what I am. And it's always going to be something I'm good at. But I hate thinking of myself as only that. And I hate feeling boxed in so that to the point where And I'm sure many of you out there have had this moment where you're like, fuck, somehow along the way, I have been pushed into a corner where shit just comes to me and I'm told to do my job title. Mm -hmm. I hate being told to do my job title. Me too. I've quit jobs for it. (laughs) And what I love about what Jeremy has done is that he's basically told the the world of advertising, hey, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I can do it all. And he can. And I, but the hardest part about that is that when you work in advertising, there is often not a position. No, there absolutely there, is There's not. no room for you to not be your job title. Right. You have to be your job title, but you also have to quietly and... <laughs> in incredibly unfair, abusive, sabotaging ways, mm-hmm. prove that you are more than that. Yep. You know, like, the the only reason that I'm a writer who works in advertising is because I love strategy. I'm, I'm really good at thinking about that. And I, I really, I hate not knowing what the brief is before I get briefed. Hmm. I okay. hate it. Yeah. I hate... And that's why I work with a planner. Yeah. Because I love having that moment where we can talk about what the situation is, where he is on the brief, mm-hmm. and how can he give me the very best brief possible that then I can go create work off of. And not being involved on that level. Yeah. And walking in totally blind to a briefing, you're just like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, now all I can do is just write shit. I can't actually have thought. Yeah, I can't. You know, like yes, you can have thought. You can have you know whatever. Yeah, but, but I it's mean, like, you've already got it spelled out for you, basically. Yeah, and and, and yeah. this is this is for places that actually write really good briefs, mm-hmm. and this is only something that you know the place that I work has started doing. So I don't think it's c- common at a lot of agency. I mean, well, the big ones it is, but. A good brief can take you three rounds into creative. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been on briefs where the brief was bad. Mm-hmm. And with a good brief, we could have avoided, we would have gotten so much. I mean, our first round of ideas would have been our third round. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I really believe in the kind of creative departments and and being the kind of creative that's not just one thing that doesn't just operate on their job title, but 
goes and seeks out opportunities to do other things, whether your other thing is, um, you know, illustrating or mm-hmm. maybe you're really interested in media and media strategy, you know, like that's something I'm, I'm really interested in and it blows my mind that in, you know, lots of agencies and with lots of clients, it's just, oh, media is already, it was already purchased. The plan is already done. Yeah. You just have to come up with the creative. And yeah, I'm like, that just fits uh, in that slot. what? Yeah. How does, how does that work? No, exactly. pretty yeah. sure creative should determine the buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't even understand that. So, I mean, that's kind of the level of unfairness I'm talking about. Okay. You know, like yeah, this yeah. is, this is unfairness down to just the basic idea that traditional ways of thinking and traditional process is such a barrier when it comes to creating yeah. really good work. Well, you become the assembly line worker mm-hmm. while everybody else is the is the big picture thinker. And that's totally not the case. Like can everybody you think of, is. I'm trying to everybody think of is. like one really good example of an agency that where creative is truly king. Because I feel like, you know, obviously a lot of agencies claim that. Yeah. But really it's more like we let the creatives think they're king. You know, right, like, right, right. Especially at- Well, okay, who um right off the top of my head, but I don't know who does it. Who who does the Oreo stuff? Maybe oh, God, I don't know. We, God damn it. You know what? We totally See, now this is when we need Pat because Pat would no, know. No, because this is when he'd be like, "Hey, you guys are idiots." No. We talked about this last time. Yes, we did. And I looked it up on my phone like I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. But But no, but that is a no. that is a good example of Well, of it's hard not to say. having. I mean, uh, no, that's a great example of uh Actually, well, okay, actually that is a good example of the work definitely going hand in hand with the strategy. <sighs> You know, so it's not the right, creativity well, they're a perfect is perfect example. Yeah. The Martin Agency. Martin Agency. Yeah. Those there fucking dicks. Creative is king there, but they... The Martin Agency but, sigil, is a, sigil is a bag of dicks. <laughs> no, it's more of like a... <laughs> just a giant golden dick. <laughs> Big, huge gold cock. Yeah. But, you know, the Martin Agency also has inc- an incredible planning and strategy. Mm-hmm division that any creative department cannot get by without. Yeah. I mean, they can't because at the end of the day, a a creative department can't function without the creatives that operate only on their title. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many designers that I've worked with where I'm like, oh, okay. So you are just going to design. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, you know, and, and, and and it's interesting because we... Uh, you know, here at Click Farm, you know, we're not we're not a big group. We're fourteen people, mm-hmm. but we have had a strategist on board for like the past month. And it's a huge difference, right? It's a huge, you know, and it and it's crazy because like she comes in and you know she asks me all these questions, and I'm like, oh god, you're making me tired because you're asking so many questions, and I can't. And it's like I get frustrated because I can't answer like ninety percent of the questions that she asks me. But like it's always constantly with the questions, the questions, the questions, the questions. But damn it, when 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 you finally are like you know in that frustration, you're like eh, fine, and you like you know just shit out whatever is like in your head, 
at least like you've moved forward. Yeah. You know, it's like they are there to help you move forward and, and get you out of, you know, whatever, you know, not necessarily if well, yeah, you're in a, and in that's a creative why, funk or a, a rut or whatever. No, it's, it's just, just that you're, it, you're ze- you get zeroed in, mm-hmm. you know? And like, I recently had a review lately where a review lately a review where I was asked to like list my goals and it was very, oh yeah you know? yeah yeah and one of the things I put down was like time management slash handling creative lulls very mm. very very rarely do you get a lull right yeah. like one of the it's it's this time where it's like you probably have like. 14 hours Mm -hmm. in your workload and they have it pushed up to like 40 because whatever. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I, I got, you know, in your head, like I worked an 80 week, 80 hour week last week. Mm -hmm. I should take advantage of this. I need to like do like my creative brain exercising. Right. That means I'm going to roll in at 1030 I'm going to go see a movie at four. I'm Mm going to, you know, like, and you, you plan to do all this stuff, but then like the whole idea of like, you know, Oh God, what if people see me come in at 1030 and then they, you know, and then I get in trouble. Yeah. And then it feels, yeah, Yeah, it it feels, but it's like, but you just have to constantly keep reminding yourself. No, fuck you. Fuck Mm -hmm. you. Fuck everybody here. Fuck everything. I am a creative and I will do as I please. Yep. Because this shit isn't magical. It's not on your time clock. It's not on an eight to five schedule. I spend all of my time thinking about shit. And if I build all of that time, we would be rich and all of our clients would be poor. Mm-hmm. Yes, we would take all <laughs> the money. All the money. But I don't, you know, because just because you're off the clock, just because you're driving home, just because you're laying in bed at four in the morning doesn't mean... You're not thinking about that thing that you have to still solve, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It doesn't just go away. Oh, yeah. And you never know when it's going to come to you. You're right. And it's those lulls that I am just getting to the point now where I'm like, okay, I gotta, I have to take advantage of these. I have to appreciate these. Otherwise, those 80-hour work weeks just make me feel like a slave. Mm-hmm. And so in my review, I actually wrote, Time management has to be about finding time for my creative mistresses Mm -hmm. because I'm never going to do the best work that I can for the agency that I work for Mm -hmm. if I don't manage my time to devote some to the creative mistresses, you know, because when you leave a creative mistress behind for too long, let's say a month and a half. Yeah. It's hard to come back to her. It, it absolutely really is. is. It absolutely is. I mean, is. I you you saw I just started yeah. doing the, uh, the steak. Modern advice for modern yeah. women again yeah. and it was really hard. It was really hard to come back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I I dug her back up, decided yep. to revive her and put it put it back out there because at the end of the day like I had the time it was something I started and then didn't have time for, mm-hmm. but it, it nags at you. It yeah. nags at you like a, you know, like an annoying spouse that, or spouse. Whoops. Oops. Oh, 
an annoying mistress <laughs> is what I meant to say oh, yes, that yeah. uh, keeps texting you and and mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing it's like in the back of your head you're like oh shit I really need to get back to that I really... why are you marrying her even though I know that you have to yeah it's like you, you gotta yes. get back you gotta get Shay. back and, and <laughs> fucking Shay Shay you don't understand shit alright <laughs> I'll give you the time you need <laughs> But it's like, you really, you have to feel guilty about it and then let that guilt push you to do something. See, but that's a weird thing. It's like you, the guilt pushes you to do something. It also but then inhibits the, the you. The guilt yeah. inhibits you because like the cocktail napkin was a direct result of those lulls that you're talking about while I was at Barkley. And, you know, and it was one of those things that like everybody knew that I was doing and everybody thought that it was awesome that I was doing it. But then at the same time is like attention for your mistress is one of the most poisonous (laughs) things that can happen as you're creating your mistress. Yeah. It's like, you know, people couldn't wait for me to release the next one. But then whenever, you know, then then the questions came like, well, when and then you actually make that and then you have an 80 hour work week and you're like, oh, Yeah. Fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I, to me, it's just that is going to be one of my goals is that I need to manage my time so that yeah. every week I give because you cannot, and I do this, I do this so often. And I spend so much of my time hating life because I have, I realize too late that I have put all of my need for creative satisfaction, mm-hmm. all of my need to create. I have filled it with my job. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is death. It is. It absolutely Because is. you work in advertising mm-hmm. and you will never be creatively satir- satir- satisfied by advertising. You're married to advertising. Yeah. And advertising is a prude. Mm-hmm. An ugly, stupid prude. Mm-hmm. Frigid prude. Yeah. Yeah. But your mistress is sexy as fuck. Mm -hmm. You got to find time. You just have to find time. You have to find time. You do. You do. That's why I do this. That's why you do the things you do. That's why Pat does whatever it is. Why Pat goes to Disneyland. I don't know. Talk about, talk about creative fulfillment. Here's, here's a, another group of people that we really, really Oh, yeah, that's a great segue. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. So we would like to talk about our other sponsor for this episode, An Event Apart, who is going to be having... Well, I mean, they they are a, a conference series for pretty much anybody who is into the internet, whether you are a coder, whether you are a writer, a designer, a user experience person, you know, no matter what, there is something for you. They call them, they call it the design conference for people who make websites. And there are upcoming dates. As a matter of fact, the next one coming up is June 24th through 26th in Boston, Massachusetts. And I am, I, before even an event apart set up uh, this as a sponsorship, I had already set up or already signed up to Attend. So I'm going to be in Boston uh, and they actually are sold out 
of seats okay. for the conference and 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 these dates they sell out fast pretty much all of them so there is still workshop slots available for Boston there's there at the end of the conference there's a half day workshop on creating websites for multiple devices so whether it's like you know phones tablets desktop televisions whatever you want to do so uh, Luke Rabluski is going to kind of work you through that. And so there are slots available for that in Boston. But other than that, it's sold out. The next one that is not sold out yet, but is selling out quickly, is in Washington, D.C., and that is August 5th through 7th. And so, you know, being a web conference, there are, of course, tons of big names going to be there. There are names like Jeffrey Zeldman. Does that ring a bell to you, Quinn? Zelda? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Legend of Zelda. Exactly. Uh, Jeffrey Zeldman, Samantha Warren, Jason Santa Maria, Luke Rabluski, Jason Grigsby, Ethan Marcotte, Jeremy Keith, Eric Meyer, Jen Lucas, Karen McGrain, Christina Halverson, and Jared Spool are the lineup at the Washington D.C. date. And uh, you know these 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 are are fantastic. Uh, so many people have said that these are the alternative to going to South by Southwest because South by Southwest has just become kind of this whole circle jerk type of thing. And, you know, it's fun to go to go, but do you learn something? I don't know. Always. Eh, you learn a little bit of something about yourself. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, for, for, for real Inspiration and enlightenment, not having been to the conference yet, but I can also say that I can say that I think that Event Apart is the place for you. And once I go to the Boston date, then I will definitely be able to tell you that it is totally awesome. So if you need to know more about an Event Apart, if you want to go to the Washington, D.C. conference, you can go to aneventapart.com slash the shakes to learn more. So thank you to an Event Apart for sponsoring the shakes and Mule Radio Syndicate. Thank you. Sorry, Heather Robertson just followed me on Twitter. So. Yeah, she yeah she started a new uh, a new Twitter handle, I guess. Is it because, new? Because she already has. Yeah, I know. No, it's it's a new one because she three thousand followers, kind of a big deal. Three thousand? What? Ooh, she must thirty five hundred. She must have done well on uh, Portfolio Night. Then she never she never Heather Heather Heather. Are you there? Are you out there listening? You need to call in and tell us how Portfolio Night went. Yeah, we need to follow up or it won't yeah, be relevant. That's right. Everything that you were talking, we were talking about just now opens itself up to a completely separate episode. And I think that maybe next episode could be it because Pat's also on vacation next time, too. So Really? Yes. So it could be just us again. What? I know. Why? I know. What? How long is his vacation? Well, it's like he's 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 leaving tonight, and then he gets in like really late the night that we do the next episode. Fucking Hallmark, <laughs> right? Right. I know. Yeah. So anyway, so so we could. Oh, ah! Ah! Heather. <laughs> it's Heather. Heather. It's got to be Heather. Oh my god, that really scared me. <laughs> Hi, you're on live with the shakes. Hi, this is Heather. Yay! <laughs> Are you talking about me? Yeah, we're kind of drunk. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. How did it go? How did how did portfolio not go? It went well. Uh, you you basically got fifteen minutes with each creative director. Ooh, speed dating. So, it, 
Yeah, so you only saw three. Actually, I got to see four, but... Uh, so I did see... I saw Paul Corgan. Okay. And I saw um, three other people from VML. Yeah. So... Woo, good. Heather! You're out there. Yeah? You're out there, babe. You're out there. I know, so... I went to I went to the, I went to the website and she was on the front page of portfolionight.com. She was. Oh my god, yes, you was, are a star. I was not the all star. Oh but. yeah, you are. Shut up. You <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely are. You definitely are. <laughs> okay, so so anyways. Some more non advertising things is what I've got to work on. So I'm gonna try to More you know, non there was no Okay, well, what? Yeah, non-print, non-traditional, I think is what they oh, mean. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. All right. So. All right. Well, let's work on making that Twitter account just okay, so, dope as fuck, because you have a shit ton of followers. Yeah, 3,500? Well, you, you have, like, that? A, your last no. tweet was in 2009. I don't even know how old I was in 2009. I, I started it in, like, 2008. I used to have a, I had an old blog where I was, like, anonymous, and I had a lot of followers, ah. but then... But then I didn't want to reveal who I was, so I started a new blog, but I only had like 140 followers, but then I figured out, well, you know, I could go back to the old one and just change it all. Oh, right, right. Now I have a bunch of people following me who don't probably know who I am or well, will you care know, what I say, but whatever. That, it's, it's numbers that matter. I mean, I'm a famous podcasting magnate, and I only have like half the followers, so fuck you. I wish, I wish I was <laughs> modest enough to like be Quinn anonymous. has like a million followers. No, I she, don't. She's just terrible. No, I don't. Um, oh God! Well, anonymous, you know, you do all the work, but you get no credit for anything. No, right. I know. I just, I, yeah, I can't do that. I need, a, I need constant attention. <laughs> I know. As we have found out over the past year, <laughs> Heather. Yeah. Though we are super excited. Okay, so what did you hear? Anything really smart? Yeah, I was gonna say, tell us the highlight of the feedback you got. Oh gosh, you know, I haven't looked at my notes since then. Oh, but there's got to be okay. like one thing that hit you in your gut. Or, what was like or one was thing? Like, or really fucked you up. Yeah. Well, okay, so I have a campaign for the Sprinkles Cupcake ATM out in Beverly Hills. And I don't know if you guys know what that is. It's I like do a, not. There is a cupcake ATM? <laughs> yes, it dispenses what? cupcakes outside of the store so even Stop if the it. bakery is open you can go in the middle of the night and get your cupcake <gasps> this is the best thing ever <laughs> i'm gonna hyperventilate okay okay go yeah. ahead so so anyway i have this like uh poster where it's introducing the sprinkles cupcake atm and this is really popular with celebrities the whole brand is so i have all the pregnant currently pregnant celebrities like lined up down the block (laughs) and one of the creative directors was like okay yeah i kind of get this but like is there something special about this atm and i'm like oh my god it dispenses cupcakes yes like obviously this is not clear Oh my god ah well that's upsetting that is very Um, upsetting I guess I don't have to put much money on the fact that that creative director was a male. Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> so, no. there's that. Uh, 
I I mean I don't want to I don't want you to tell me more about the cupcake ATM. I mean I'll dream I, about I it. I want so. to know everything about the cupcake. <laughs> I don't want to know anymore. I, I think there's one in Chicago now. I am looking up the cu- cupcake ATM the, as we speak. What a great thing. I mean, did you just was this a client of yours or did you just choose to do this as No, I just chose. I had I had seen it on a blog somewhere where someone okay. visited the cupcake. Fucking ATM brilliant, and- Heather. That's fucking brilliant because, you know, like everybody picks like Coca-Cola or, you know, like some giant brand where it's like, yeah, okay, because you, little person, will be able to (laughs) come up with an ad that's better than like the best agency out there. What a brilliant choice. Yeah, that's the the thing that I have always told people in portfolio reviews. Well, actually, not even in reviews, but just when you're trying to put together... Don't ever go for like the Apple, the Nike, or what, because you're never going to do a better job than what's out there. And so the fact that you chose this, not only, not only is it awesome on multiple levels from, you know, technological, you know, it's a cupcake ATM for God's sake, you know, and just, I mean, just everything about it. So yes, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it right now. It's pink Quinn. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, he's showing me pictures. Oh my god, it really is an ATM. Okay. All right, Heather. Did you put like before your ad, did you put a thing in there that was like, Hey, here's a little three sentence write up on what this is. This thing is, yeah. I I had that on my website, but I did not put it in the actual book. And someone suggested that that might be a good idea. Yes, be- in the book. yes. Was because- it Paul Corrigan that suggested that? Um, no, I don't think so. We can edit that part out, right? <laughs> oh yeah, we can totally we can totally edit that out. No, the I That's mean, my you know, boss. because yeah, Paul Corrigan is Quinn's boss. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Quinn, and he's like, "Oh, do you know her in person?" I'm like, "Well, uh, I'm her. <laughs> I follow her on Twitter. I listen to her podcast. You know." Did you really on. say that? <laughs> Yes. Oh. So he was like, well, do you know her in real life? Or he's like, do you follow her? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was probably like, oh, you're one of the terrible ones yeah. then. So, so see, Paul, <laughs> Paul, no. Paul, yeah, Paul lives up by, up near me. And Paul so, does listen to our podcast. Yes, though. he does. Because, because one morning yeah. I was, I was up uh, working on, on something at a coffee shop and he comes walking in and, you know, and so we're talking about the show and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really surprised you haven't fired Quinn yet. Right, I <laughs> know, <laughs> and so yeah, yeah, no, yeah. but I mean, you know, he's like, yeah, I listened to the podcast last night, and then I listened to this whole CD of bird calls, <laughs> and then <laughs> like, I and then I made my handmade oh, banjo. All right, all right, Heather, this okay, is about sorry, you. Sorry, this is yes. Um, okay. okay, so Heather, um, psyched that that happened, and you went and you did that because honestly. As uh, simple and maybe easy it sounds, that it, that's going to a portfolio night sucks because you're just surrounded by like all these douchebag art students and like they're all like 12 years old and have their whole futures in front of them and you're mm-hmm. like, all right, I've been passing blackheads off as freckles since before you were born, fartheads. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know... Well, so, and they want to make everything way more important than it is. Everything. And, yeah, and, and yeah. they talk about things that you don't know. And you're like, is that important for me to know? Or do I? I don't know. Yeah. You know, but the the great thing is, is that just based, I mean, the cupcake dispensary thing is just fucking brilliant. And so 
what I would say is, yes, add the write-up about what it is, but what I would do if I were you is, what is the idea that that what becomes what happens with that print ad you know like Mm -hmm. and it probably isn't a tv spot it's probably something that happens in a social space it's probably something that happens Mm -hmm. or like a blog you know like if you were gonna write the tweets or the blog posts for that what what would that look like if you just did a screenshot of a blog you know yep take Mm -hmm. take what you've got Especially the thing, especially the things that that the creative directors that looked at your book, the things that they gravitated to the most naturally. Take those things and do as we say, blow it out. Oh, now I gotta kill myself. <laughs> I didn't just, realize just that's what I was telling her. To blow do. it out. You were telling but, her to blow it out. And uh, yeah, also, you know, Heather- take, take it across a, a, a multiple uh, multiple things. You know. Also, yeah. you should definitely uh, just start writing some dope shit on that Twitter account, you know? Yep. Get weird with it. It doesn't matter. Oh, oh yeah. You mean with my 3,000 followers? Mm-hmm. You don't know who I am? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, te- I'm telling you, just get really weird with it. Like, make it great writing. But, I mean, I write tweets about my vagina. I write Measuring tweets Measuring it. Yeah. I write tweets that are like rid- so ridiculous that I cannot. Sometimes I'm like, what could I write that would make them fire me? And then I write it and I don't get fired. So you won't not get hired because of it is what I'm trying to say. Like if it's, it's smart catharsis. and creative and, and, and speaks to your writing because, you know, sometimes you have a funny idea, but it's 240 characters instead of 140. But if you can consolidate that down to 140, that says a lot about your writing. A ton. Right. Yep. 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 Well, I'm glad that okay. it, I'm glad that it went well. Can can you can you send us a can you send us like a PDF or is it all on your website? Yeah. Did we, you get it all set up? Uh, it's all on the website. It's oh, okay. Just, okay. We got to put her in I, the I show links. Okay, we'll go back. We'll go back and look at it. We'll what, put you in get, our show hey, links. Get, uh, we we won't talk over you. Give the URL again. It's HiHeather.com. All right. There you go. That way everybody can go uh, check it Heather, out. Heather, I feel like when you say that, you need to be like, HiHeather.com. <laughs> <laughs> because when I, when I was just reading some of the tweets that you were getting back to you, I was reading it as, Hi, Heather, which is a brilliant way. <laughs> it's a brilliant name because when you're reading you know, her mm-hmm. name in a tweet, it's... Yep. Absolutely. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's lilting. Lilting. I just read quink. 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 <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Lame. So, okay, well, good. I uh, Yeah, we'll go, we'll go check that out. Everybody go to HiHeather.com. Yeah. And, and check out, check out, and, and we said it like last episode about how, you know, we treat people like they're, you know, drug, in drug rehab and everything. But I really do feel like, man, you have, you have come a long way. Yeah. In, in, You're in a in pretty like short amount of time. 28. Yeah. You know, because, because <laughs> you, you came to us kind of like, I feel like, you know, and don't, don't let me make us feel more important than we are. But I feel like you, you just do. didn't, you know, just didn't quite know. But then now, Damn, you know what you're doing. And it's awesome. We yeah, are I so just, excited I about just it. I try to pump out an ad a week, and I borrowed one of my old campaigns from college, and I was like, this might not be perfect, but. You I'm can't ask for more than time. that. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can't ask for more than that. That is awesome. I'm so glad that you're doing that. It, right. it really excites me. Girl, I'm sending you a little message with my email address on it because I think we need to work on a little project together. Oh, there you go. Okay, sweet. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, thanks. All right, well, thank Bye, you. Bye, Heather. All righty. Bye. Bye-bye. She's, you know. She's, she's doing she's, it. She's working on it. I mean, that's all we can, that's all we can ask for, Quinn. This is, this is the thing that we don't really touch on much on the show. I know. But but we should. I think we should. Is that, you know, yeah, far, I know. far be it. Honestly, uh, if you talk to us and then something successful happens, we have no problem taking <laughs> We have no problem taking full credit, credit. for it. Yeah. <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, that's the thing. It's like not to not to make us more important than we are, because it's certainly it's it's not us that does the work. They are the people doing the work. It is the Heathers. It is the Rusties. It is the, you know, it's the people who go out there and maybe listen to the show and go, yeah, you know what? That's pretty awesome. And it inspires them to do great things, but it's not us. That's awesome. It's you guys that are, that are actually getting out there and and making things happen for yourself. And and it's very exciting. And we love to hear about that because, you know, we feel like, or just success stories in general. If you've yeah. been too shy to call in, you can definitely email us at the shakes at muleradio.com. Net. Net. Damn it. Try that try that again. All right. You where where does it say? <laughs> oh, that? oh, I took it off. I took it off the run sheet. It's you not can there email us at the shakes at muleradio.net with uh you know any of your success stories your comments your feelings your emotions whatever it is and if you want to be anonymous that's cool just come up with an awesome name and so we can call you that and yeah make sure you let us know we want to hear your horror stories we want to hear uh your success stories we want to hear anything that you have to give us because that's what we are here for yep we are here to talk about it ad nauseum until it is no longer something that can yeah. be talked till, about. Till the, till the wheels fall until, off. Until literally you feel like it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, because I mean, um, the show is, is starting to transform just a little bit because uh, episode 20 is looming. And I'm calling that season two. Whoa. Because, you know, 22, two zero. So Whoa, there's, Jeremy. there's, there's going to be, you know, this is 18. There's going to be one more episode and then there's going to, there's going to be a little bit of a change Whoa. in the show. A little bit, a little bit. So, you know, I, I would like to, I really would like to have the show be a little bit more about you guys. I mean, you know, the three of us can sit around and talk for hours as you have easily found out. <laughs> And, uh, but, but it, you know, I, we want to hear more about, well, Quinn and I want to hear yeah, more about what, what is it that you guys are doing? You know, what is it that's troubling you? Yeah, uh, because what, what are your roadblocks? Like, but the real reason we want to hear about it is because both Jeremy and I have been floundering creatives, self sabotagers, or another yeah. who have been in desperate need of advice and, Tried to find it in literally all the wrong places. Yeah, and nowhere to turn to. And, you know, that is a big reason why we do this show is so that people who are out there with questions, people who are out there that need advice or guidance 
or shit, just a little fucking promotion. Yeah. You know, all <laughs> yeah. four of our listeners will hear you and your URL. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly, it's, exactly. We want to talk to you and, and we want to hear your story. We want to mm-hmm. know what's going on because we are willing to bet that between the three of us, somebody has been there before yep. and has something yep. kind of valuable to say. And I can sit here and make metaphors all day, but it's really not as important unless I have something to point to. And I feel like everybody already knows about my personal life enough. We, we've, we've, yeah, we've, we have, we have tread upon our personal lives and our experience enough. We need, we need to hear from you. We need to hear what you're thinking. We need some new juice. We do. We do. And so one of the things that's going to be happening in season two is we are going to start bringing in guests, a fourth voice as it were. And you know, they can be local people in Kansas city who can come in and sit down here, but more often than not, they're going to be people that call in uh, via Skype. We, uh, so, you know, we, I'm really excited because we're we're kicking the whole thing we're off with, with kind big, of a, with yeah. kind of a big name. Don't 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 and, don't don't. I'm, no, I'm not. Oh, I'm, it's too I'm totally soon. not. I'm totally not. He could not. still back out. He could totally still back out. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're gonna we're gonna start out with someone well someone pretty huge, and then it's kind of all downhill from there. I don't know, but but we want to know. You know, who, who are the stories that you want to hear from? Like you, you have, everybody has their heroes and which is kind of one of the reasons why I reached out to the person who's going to start this thing out. Kind of a hero of mine. And, uh, you know, they've, they've got their stories. They've got their own points of view. Who are some people who you, you know, you've heard their boilerplate, you know, coming of age story or whatever. Who's somebody you want to hear a unique perspective from? Uh, so email us or or tweet us with your wish list, and we'll work on uh, you know. Well, as we're as we're wrapping this up, um, anything else uh, on your mind? Anything to think of? We've got I. There are so many exciting things that we could I, be talking about. Yeah, uh, there's so many. We really could be. I I kind of wish that. Anybody out there that's listening, if you could send us lists of things you want us to talk about, that would be great. Mm-hmm. If not, whatever, we'll do better next time, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, the twenties for this show, <laughs> the twenty. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Game of Thrones. If you you know, if you thought things were just getting started with the first twenty episodes, we yeah. have got some things in store between 20 and 30 you have no idea that are going to fucking no, blow, blow your, your mind. mind you're just going to be like oh wait is that a piece of my brain across the room that's right it yeah. is because it exploded that's right <laughs> so so uh, just just know that now is the time to tell your friends about the show because there's some well, crazy now is the time to tell your coming. friends about the show and then send us shit so that then we can talk about it and you can be like I told them to talk about that that's right that's right <laughs> So, so, uh, so yeah, so, so keep it, keep, keep that in mind. Also, just a future just FYI, so. we're going to have a party at some point. That's right. That's one of the things. Yeah. We might as, yeah. we might as well, we yeah. just, you we know what, well we're going to have a party. It's going to be amazing. We don't know what it's going to be yet. We don't know when it's going to be, but it's going to be in the near future and you're all invited yep. and it's going to be probably the best party 
yes. of the century. So, so but we, if you right. have an idea of what that party should be about, I mean, my best suggestion so far is like a Game of Thrones theme party. But you <laughs> know, Lannister always people, pays his debts yeah, party. Yeah, like not everybody's super into it. So if you have another idea, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> yes, because we're we're trying to make episode twenty five because it's a quarter. And it also kind of coincides around the time that we have been doing the show for a Jeremy's year. Jeremy's got this weird thing about numbers and the shows and like know, what they mean. I know. It's, it's very yes. numerology, numerology yes, style. Yes. So, so we are planning a party, which also means a live recording event. Hell yes. Yeah. So, so get your plane tickets now and get the fuck down to Kansas City this summer. And it's going to be awesome when like we have to live record Jeremy and Pat's description of me falling. Uh, oh, Down that's gonna, drunk. That's going to be so good. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. So it's, I literally it's, can't wait it's either. Good. See, that's one of the myriad things that are coming to you within the next, uh, you know, ten episodes. It's going to be. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be great. So uh, let's let's tell you. I want to tell you guys about one other show that's on Mule Radio Network. And it's a fantastic show called Implight Company, and it is made by uh, good friends of mine, TJ Luoma. And Lindsay Selders. And it is a show that is religious considerations in the modern world with no preaching allowed. So if you want to hear some people talk about religion, the Bible, uh, politics, all the thorny subjects that everybody gets really twitchy and itchy in their butthole to talk about, like especially in, you know, polite company, that's why there's impolite company. Check out Impolite Company. On your radio syndicate, and uh, so from there on, uh, you know Quinn. Fight. See, this is another thing. Quinn didn't pick up her phone until just now. It's true. It's true. But to be fair, I was doing a mule radio thing. All right. Well, then there you go. So I guess uh, until uh, next time, when I'm gonna guess, it's just gonna be Quinn and I again. Woo! Yeah. Ooh, and everybody should write in and tell us how like, much they love not having Pat on their show. It's like our own special vacation. <laughs> it really is. It's kind of perfect. It's kind of nice. Okay. I don't understand how he's going to spend two weeks in Disneyland. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really confused about it. Well, there's only so many things you can do. Oh my God. The Duck. whole show after he gets back is going to be all about that. It is. Because we're going to be asking him all these questions. Yeah, because we're going to be like, what is the psychology behind this? Yeah. And are you okay? Because <laughs> we are pretty sure you're not 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 okay all right but he but he doesn't listen to the show so no he doesn't all right right. well then until next time bye bye this has been the shakes with jeremy fuxa pat piper and quinn catherine visit cocktailnapkinstudios.com for more information about this show